Hit it. Do 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 do. Welcome to Catholic stuff you should know. Is that three eleven? I don't know what it was. Amber is the color of your energy. Whoa. No, um, I've been, I've been listening to other podcasts recently and they have like, they have specific ways that they introduce each other every time. Like it's just standard. Like, is it, but is it like a, what do you, what do you call that? It's like a track, like the way that we have, um, Dr. Frank. Right. But no, but the the way in which like they introduce themselves. Should we have a formula? I don't think so, but um, uh, I think it's really interesting. Like, um, I listened to the Lanky guys the other day, and they are just like, you know, I am Father Peter Musset, and I'm... And they each... Shoot, I forgot his name. I'm... What, Scott Powell? Yeah, <laughs> Dr. Scott Powell. Oh. And this is the Lanky guys. So... It's pretty cool. What, would you have... You, would would we introduce ourselves or would yeah. we introduce each other? We would introduce ourselves, but like well, I, I'm Father Mike. Welcome to Catholic stuff. Yeah, yeah, and I'm and I said I already said I'm Father Nathan. Oh, okay. so that's what I'm saying. Like, dude, I never do th- I never do things twice. We don't do the same thing twice. You, you exactly. Know this about me. So that's the reason why Father John gets the same Chipotle order every time. Every time. Every time. A thousand times in his life. Yes, and that's all he wants, and he doesn't want to try anything else. I tried to branch him out into the barbacoa world, and he's like, oh, no man. thanks. Well, he's missing out. He's chicken all the way, yeah. and uh, so uh, he would prefer if we standardized it, and if you remember, he used to blip. He used to do a little timer blip uh, for how much banter you'd have. Oh. Five minutes banter, seven minutes banter. You know what? It might be different for me. He he knows he can't chain this thing. Yeah, this is a wild stallion. Yeah, I don't know. I I don't. I actually don't remember. He was. He's probably been timing forever. I. Well, I don't really care if you tell me to do a formula. I'll it's do not going to go well, right? I don't care. It's not going to go really well. Don't. So I just don't want everything to be standardized. I'm just saying and it's kind of like one of those gateway things. Right, gateway vice. Yeah. We've talked about that little gateway vice. We don't want to just, I don't know. Anyway, it's good to stand. I, to a certain extent, we've standardized. Even stuff like having a topic and having banter and all this stuff. Yeah. We were just free flow. Trying to be beginning. under an hour. You know, like just normal stuff. Yeah. But I don't know. You got a big bag of Starburst right here. That is from uh, Father Michael Friedel. Yeah, you're welcome oh, to yeah. it. Uh, Father John Thanks, was consuming Friedel. starbursts on the last podcast during the podcast, and he would back up from the microphone and kind of chew. So I'm eager to find out if anybody could actually hear that he was like chewing well. Okay. I got some pushback at some point about the chewing sounds. And yeah. I, I, you know, it's respectful. Those are things that we can standardize. All right. All right. Those are things that we can standardize. But. Yeah, every I mean, the other thing we do want to give, I know Father John hears that we talk about him on the podcast and feels like he's, you know, berated or bemoaned oh, yeah. or I don't want to do that. cast down. We got to give we got to give him some bonus points, okay? In this bag, oh. there used to be something that we would cart back and forth every time. You know what it is? It's a burlap sack. It's empty though. It's empty. 
Wait, we're cart using, back and forth from where? From each house. Oh, it's the uh, electric plug. The power cord. The power cord. Father John bought a power cord uh, for the podcast uh, so that we could have one at his rectory and one at my rectory. a boy. Which is great. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, that's standardizing the product. Yeah. Very happy. Well, that I, I fully support. Um, no, no gateway here. Just props, dude. I also I also want to give a shout out uh, to uh, Rose Rap. Rose. Oh, yeah. Um, uh, I don't know her new married Come name. Come on, dude. Archibek. Archibek. Whatever. Um, she used to work at... What's sub- her husband's name? Uh, uh, Donovan. Yep. You got it. I knew it. <laughs> so she's working at Subway. What is his name? Isaac. Rats. That's my brother-in-law, dude. You got to know. Okay, here we Isaac. go. Hey, what's my brother-in-law's name? Uh, yeah. <laughs> well, wait, let's play a game. Let's play a game. Up? Let's play no. a game. What's my sister's name? Oh, boy. I get you confused with LeJoie. Ashley. <laughs> <laughs> Her name is Ashley. Well, and then, so is LeJoie's. And so is Le- That's not fair. <laughs> that was fair, amazing. Dude. No, I'm so proud of you right now. Oh. She was She was probably going to be upset. So I'm s- No, that I was, mean. That was bad. My brother-in-law is named Mark, and uh, they're the Harcharics. So, I mean, no, it's, see, it's I, hard. I to, wouldn't know Harcharics. You wouldn't know that. I could have guessed. They don't Mark, live. Maybe. They don't live in Denver, so I get it. But All anyway, right, Ashley, Rose, Ashley's. I should have just said Rose. Uh, used to work at Subway, right? She did. And then later, Trigbits, who yep. just got married. That's right. Uh, she worked at Subway. That's um, my other sister, Margaret Elizabeth Dorothy Rapp. Right. Yeah, exactly. Well, Baki now. She's not a rapper Baki, anymore. yes. So they worked They worked at Subway, and they were the ones that helped me to make a major life change. Oh. And that is, whenever I Subway go into- Subway related? When I go into Subway now, I don't say, I want this. I say, I want you to make me your favorite sandwich. Yeah. Well, so they're, I, they're artists. They're artists. Yeah. We had a conversation about how she said, I don't know why people order flatbread. Oh. And she was like, she's like, flatbread's horrible. And she's like, you got to go with the honey oat. You got to go with the whatever. Or maybe it was honey oat was bad. I can't remember. Anyways, I started listening. Because yeah. for years, I, I only got the same. I got the same thing. I was always steak and cheese, jalapeno cheddar, uh, Southwest sauce. There's nothing else. Um, but now. It's a good sandwich. But now I'd go in and I say. <laughs> Um, make me your favorite sandwich to the to the sandwich artist, no matter who it is. And uh, they say, what do you like? And I'm like, doesn't matter. Make me whatever. Because I'm looking at all the ingredients. I'm like, you can't put on... I mean, if you put like tuna salad and bacon and... Well, that's what I was going to ask. Yeah, is, sweet what, onion. What, do they I, ever like call your bluff? Make you some weird, I've never, weird sandwich? Yeah, I've never had somebody like totally screw with me. No, they, they're, they're artists. They want to do you right. So I'm giving that I'm giving that as an encouragement, you know. If you want to take a risk, yeah. You want to take a risk. You don't want to live in the Father John, you know, square one for the rest of your life, ordering the same thing. Branch out. But now I'm going to give you a second tip. Well, can I can I comment? Yeah. I have I have this this problem when I when I go with the subway. I like the subway. The thing is, I get torn between. Some cold cut sandwich and the meatball because I like the meatball. It's so savory. Yes. It's a delicious sandwich, but it's 
kind of the same thing. It's the straightforward and, choice. And you can't get a lot of fixins. Yeah. And I like the fixins. Right. So then I order the one or the other and I kind of end up regretting it mm-hmm. and wishing I had the other one. Right. And that's why it's a tragedy. you're trying to make too many decisions there. Do I want oh, this? Yeah. Do I okay, want that? Okay, I see what you're saying. Like, should I add this? Should I try something new? Try something new every time. It's crazy, okay? And just get the coaching from them. Yeah. All right. So that's the first That's the first life trick, life hack that I want to oh, yeah. share with you. Second I'm, thing, I'm okay? I'm on board here. Father Mike Rapp, that's his last name. I know it. Uh, Father Mike Rapp used to work at uh, Wendy's. <laughs> no, you got me embarrassed. Okay, go on. He used to work at Wendy's, right? I did. What's your favorite item on the Wendy's menu? Oh, it's the spicy chicken sandwich. I mean, I like it's I like classic. a lot of stuff, but it's the spicy chicken. Do they really uh, not freeze their burger patties? Do they not freeze their Fresh, burger? never frozen. Isn't yeah. that their motto? Yeah, I'd say yes. Okay. Inside I mean, info? I didn't do a lot of that. There's like a job that you come in early and you do prep. Oh. But I always closed. Okay. So I don't really know that part, but they were always, yeah, they're always looking fresh. I, yep. Yeah, I believe it. Okay. I don't. I, I never remember anything thawing. All right. But here's the question. What off-menu item did you normally eat? Off-menu. An off-menu item is something that you don't see on the menu, but you can make with items on the menu. Wow. Case in point, someone who would dip their fries in the Frosty would be considered uh, an off-menu item, but like they're giving you the instruction, okay? Which is great because the salt, like you remember when they changed from like Wendy's fries to like the new fries that they have? They used to be like, they used to be like rectangles, long rectangles. Yep, And now we got the... um, Now they got the skins on. The skins on with the uh, sea salt. Not as good. I know, and we used to dump all this like really fine salt all over them, so they would be really salty. Mm. But so, now, no, now they got the sea salt and the yeah, they got the rock the skin. Salt. Okay, so what off-menu item would you would you recommend? Well, okay, so I'm, this is pretty lame, though. I'm, I'm realizing I wasn't terribly creative at the time. I do remember that a manager told me that. If I could eat a six six patty, like quarter pound whoa, patty whoa. burger without running out of bun or without putting it down, then he would buy it. And running out of bun, running out of bun, because it's a little bun, and it's true. It's hard to like kind of work the meat and the. I mean, the a six patty burger hangs way out of the bun. <laughs> Yeah, how do you feel about that? I just, I just, I'm just having a flashback to an experience in my life. So it, it is hard to manage, and it had a, like all the fixings and stuff. And I think I won. I think I won that one. But I maybe the only thing is if I had a double stag. Yep. I'm gonna put um, a mixture of barbecue and honey mustard. Now we're talking on the double. Stag. There you go. That's it. That's the only. But I mean, that's the hack. Right. So now this is what I this is what I do. I took my concept of Subway and applied it writ large to other restaurants. 
Wendy's? Now, you can get people to... Not at Wendy's. Not at Wendy's. No. Normally, like, mom and pop, whatever. Yeah. But I, I went to Bonfire Burritos today, and I said to the guy, uh, what do you normally eat on your break? And he's like, uh, you know, I was like, you know, here, like, what is the meal that you eat here? I was like, make that for me. And he's like, seriously? I was like, yeah. And it was stellar. Yes. It was stellar. So sometimes you got to rely on other people's expertise instead of just deciding, like, I know everything. I like that. Yeah. So. I feel it. I feel it. I'm trying to I, start. I mean, I haven't done it. I don't do that, but... Uh... I like the idea of it. I'm going to try it. I'm going to try. I, I think that we got to get away from, you know, have it your way, you know? Yeah. Um, and uh, and you got you to gotta actually, like, trust that the process works. Like, these people are artists. Yeah. They're, they're service workers that actually have brains and not just, you know, and taste buds. Yeah. So, you know. What about this? What if you had a restaurant... Maybe like a drive-through or... No, it doesn't have to be a drive-through. There's no menu. You go and you trust right. them right. to make you a meal. Right. Does that happen? That's what I'm saying. Like, can we Maybe get... Maybe at like super high cuisine, haute cuisine. Right. I don't know though, because I don't eat that stuff. I think Never... that there were places that you walked into and they said, this is what you're eating. Yeah. And you just ate it. Right. And well, if it's good, you recommend it to your friends, you go back. Right. That's cool. Yeah. I like it. So anyways, that makes me, that reminds me of a different podcast that I was going to do. We're, we're kind of walking down that path and it actually would flow into what, what we are talking about. Father John has also uh, taught me uh, to write down podcast ideas yep. on my phone Evernote? So, that, so that I'm ready, you know? Oh, you use the notes. I like that too. Yeah. You got to have a bank of them. You get a good idea and this is true for anybody, right? It can be, you know, a paper you're writing as a student or like a creative project as a visual artist or anybody at work. Mm -hmm. You get ideas. You think, I'm never going to forget this. This is good. And then yeah, day later, three days later, how'd that go? I think, oh, honestly, I, I think gone. it's a good follow-up to what we talked about last week. And we were kind of talking about this outside. So I'm just going to pivot. We're going to save Saints of the Flesh. Let's do it's it. A little Saints teaser. No, we're doing that later. All right. So we're going to talk about hit, Burger King Catholicism. Hitting the fulcrum at Burger King. Burger King Catholicism. We're pivoting. Is that have it your way or char have it your way? Board? Exactly. You know, this is the this is one of the competitors but to Wendy's. There's no competition. Uh, see, I didn't want to say it, but okay, thank you. No, I I have actually never encountered someone that says I prefer Burger King over everything, like. You have the McDonald's people, you have the Wendy's people. Yeah, I have never encountered a Burger King person. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah, I do. I know what you mean. It's have very, you ever very strange? Have they're you still ever... open and there's a lot of them? Right. But I, you know, I hear you. Have you ever encountered someone who you're is... you're going to get a lot of backlash from the listener land? I would love to hear like, listener land. Is that Whopper, man? It's that Whopper. I want to hear people tell me. Like, uh, this is what you should get at Burger King. Because I have gone there. I have taken pity on that place. It's actually very close to my house. And I just can't, I can't get I into can't it. I can't find it, yeah. I can't get into it. All right, well, I'm not going to try to sell you on it. 
Yeah. Ain't Do you know thing. who's a big Long John Silvers fan, though? Carl Bunderson. Oh, yeah. Carl's got good taste. I don't really... Do you actually have good taste if you like Long John Silvers? Where is Long John Silvers? Do we have it around here? It's it's in certain parts of town. Let's just oh, okay. put it that way. Just depends. <laughs> okay, well, I I haven't had Long John's for a long time. Yes, well... It's pirate food, dude. I don't support pirates. Long John's, uh, Long John's is uh, it's fine when it's when it's mixed with A and W root beer. It's like you can't have an A and W root beer stand all by itself anymore, and you can't have a Long John Silver's all by itself. So they mixed them, you know. So you have the two. But I find that when you go to those places, the smell it's too much. Like uh, the, it's just getting too grease. intermingled. Grease, man, grease. Well, yeah, two different kinds. It's like the KFC Taco Bell. I'm like, no, I want my yeah. I, I want my Taco Bell pure. I think conceptually it makes sense to me. Here's two restaurants that are kind of kind of struggling mm-hmm. and you can just squish them together. Well, the reason why again, it it reason the, why it's I pivoted dry, it's is because I've had thing. I've had this I've had this topic, you know, I've had this topic for quite some time. It was inspired by Father Matt Hartley. He All talked right. he talks about sometimes people suffer from Burger King Catholicism. Well, Burger King, you'll have to define it. Which is, you know the song, right? Hold the pickles, hold the lettuce, special orders don't upset us. All you got to do is let us serve it your way. Serve it your way. Have it your way. Have it your way. So oftentimes we Wait, get... so when did, when was this thing? Because I don't remember the whole jingle. I, I know, have it your way. When was this topic? When was no, this conversation? No, when was the... Uh, the jingle. I was probably like eight, late eighties, early nineties. Oh, okay. Hold the pickles, hold the lettuce. Special orders don't upset us. All you gotta do is let us serve it your way. Have it your way. Okay. Yeah, I think it was. Honestly, I think Boys to Men sang it at one point. Oh yeah. I mean, it was. Right. It was like that was when Burger King was cool. Now I'm you know. On, now I'm on board Burger King. So, so that's that's the temptation. Is we we like to think, I want I want my church my way. Okay. And church my way is really like if you boil it down Protestantism. Like okay. I want I want certain aspects of of the tr- of the faith but not like so much morality. You know, I want the liturgy without the morality or I want the morality without the lit- I want low liturgy. Yeah. I don't like incense. I like uh bible-based preaching. And so yeah. we get into Give a me, like, are there service opportunities here? Right. Do you, yeah. Yeah. And then if you drive down, if you drive down the street, like you will see, you will start counting uh, all the different denominations and all the different ones that seem like they're together, like Unity Church and like Union Church. And it's like Foursquare Baptist. And then there's, you know, uh, I don't know, Fellowship Baptist. Yeah. It's like, what? What exactly is the is happening there? And we would say in the Catholic Church that we have certain parishes where if you want that, go there. Right? Right, right. I think, yeah, there's some some parallel, but I guess are we trying to do everything? Is that what I in some in some ways I think we try to have an eclectic kind of um experience. Or it's maybe it's built into Catholic. It's built into the churches that it's not one, you know, like singular ethos or aesthetic or something. 
You know what I mean? Right. It's like, yeah, some of the branches for the denominations of Christians are like Pentecostals. They're into the Holy Spirit. And then mm-hmm. there's this branch that's all into healing. And then there's other branch who's all into singing or whatever. Yep. Or tongues. Or tongues. Yep. Then, then you, you got the, the you snake handlers. The Episcopalians are into like like high learning and high society and tea and gentility and um, kind of the beauty in the liturgy and these kinds of things. Sure. Well, then but, that, and then all of a sudden it ships to Anglicanism and, yeah. you know, at what point does an Episcopalian become an Anglican? Well, there's... You know, I don't, we're going to have to do the research, but I think there is over a thousand denominations of Christians. I would say in the United States, I would say there are more than, I'm going to say, I'm going to, I'm going to say there are more than 5,000 denominations. Yeah. So, and you can start, you can start a corner store church. Yes. Franchise. Uh, It's not a franchise though, because it's not a stamp. They're all different. Right. So, but I think that that spirit has edged into the Catholic Church, where it used to be like kataholos, you know, according to the whole. We talked about this on a podcast a few weeks ago, mm-hmm. where it's like, instead of it being a, according to the whole, meaning universal, like what we're trying to do is we're just kind of create our niche market. Um, and then people start shopping. They start shopping yeah. based on what they want. And uh, I had a conversation with somebody the other day, and I said, you live in my parish boundaries, but you don't go to my church. Why is that? And it's like, well, I think that that church, this particular church, uh, has better liturgy, is more faithful to what I think Vatican II is talking about, and I think that uh, they are—what was it? Um, They—I want my children to have an experience of beauty in liturgy. I was like, okay, well, that's great. Yeah, it's hard to argue with, though. Right. What do you think? I mean, there is this kind of debate going on, especially in Denver, maybe urban places. Okay, I lived out in Craig Meeker Rangeley. Mm-hmm. They're villages. You can't, you can't get that picky. If you want to be that picky, you're driving an hour to right. the next town, right. right? And then you're not, you don't have, you know, five options. You get, you know, maybe the next town, mm-hmm. but your church is your church. You know, you go to that Catholic parish. Right. And I think that actually lends toward getting a lot of season in the in the pot because you have all these different characters. They're not kind of siphoning off right. into their particular cultures. Sure. I go with these people. These are my people. This yeah. is a And then you get a, a real mix. But you also get like that full experience. You know, hopefully you can find... You know something that you really enjoy there, you really love that really speaks to you, and um, that can change. But you know, at the moment, you know, where is Christ speaking to you? Mm-hmm. And there's so much in the Catholic experience, and um, yeah, maybe it's just because like, okay, so the, yeah, the debate is, do are you supposed to go to your local parish? You know, there are parish boundaries. You go to your local parish. It's kind of a sacrifice because it may or may not be your favorite place. Sure, but you if if you bail, it's never going to change. But and that that's a that's a different question. I think it is. I think it is a question that I would like to answer in this in the course of this podcast. What I am also focusing on is what is the role of preference okay. in a liturgical um, experience, and sometimes I think people. Are un- You're saying liturgical, just for my sake of kind of 
stand it's not parochial ecclesial no ecclesial parochial um like the church as a whole like i personally was uh nervous about uh switching the donuts because our donuts are from king supers and uh i wanted to switch to a mom and pop donut shop that you know it's donut time Uh i mean it's donut Uh time like that's the name i grew up on the king supers Here's the it's deal. Bear claw, Here's baby. the deal, man. Like, I didn't like their maple donut. I didn't like their maple donut, and I was nervous to switch because I was like, man, like this could, this could be tough. People could, you know, people could they say something about it. But I'm also like, you know, frankly, like, shouldn't we be supporting small business? So then, do I want to be known as like the the place that supports small business? And you know, so I'm like trying to design my brand, and then at some point, it's just like. Are people choosing based on based on donuts? On the donuts. They could be, you know? Right. So what is the role of preference? And then the other thing, I like that question. Uh, how often, how how long do you give a place before you bail on it? Okay? Okay. So I'm not sure I have an answer for that, but we can talk. Okay. Do you want to answer one first, or do you want me to go with What's it? What's the role? Um, preference? I, you, go, you go. So first thing is preference, Okay. What is it what is it about this place that I am drawn to or like, you know, frustrated by? Is it the fact that they are they they aren't preaching in such a way that like I'm coming alive? Do they not have uh programs that I can actually get involved in whether as a family or as a couple? Um do I sense that uh the Lord is prompting me to actually make a change or is it just based on I just don't like this? And that's that I think you actually have to discern. Because if I'm if I'm about preference, it's like, listen, I didn't like it, so you either impress me or or we're kind of done. Um, but you have to know what you're looking for. That was too salty. That was too long. That was, you know, that music didn't, you know, kind of speak to my heart, whatever. Instead of I just didn't like it. Like be honest yeah. about what you didn't like. And have you tried all of the facets of the of the parish? Like our our masses have particular flavors. Different groups of people come to different masses. Uh, the evening mass is candlelit. You know the seven a.m. mass is right now like without music. You know is that more kind of conducive to your life of faith as opposed to? Yeah, I just I just didn't like it, so I'm just going to keep moving on. Yeah, and I would say. I, maybe a piece of it for me is are you a com, are you committal because this could be an opportunity to exercise the virtue of commitment and that's it's rare it's rare these days especially young people um i find it hard then it, so there's an invitation there of like well how, how when do you have to scratch that itch and then there can be like whims you don't want to make spiritual decisions Based on your whims, right? You're in a bad mood. Um, you just don't. You're just not feeling it. Mm-hmm. You gotta. I would say like discernment, and this word is like, oh, grossly overused, and for all kinds of things. But I do think there's something of like, like you say, you gotta kind of mix it up, shop around, figure out what it is that could appeal to you in this mm-hmm. parish before you leave. You know, m- make that decision. Yeah. Um, you you got to introduce yourself to people right 
you got to get to know people right. and then see if God impresses you with that. Mm-hmm. If it's just like, okay, I liked that, I liked that homily or I didn't find it entertaining or engaging or whatever. Right. You you could be setting yourself up for leaving a good thing and Con- what that God wants you with. So it's really like, where is God? He's, there's not going to be no experience of God in any place, you know? And I, I, so I would recommend you try to kind of let, let something settle and then you can compare the graces there to a graces over. But it's like that principle of St. Ignatius of don't leave just cause everything's dry. Don't make a change. Don't in, make a change in a time of desolation. Right. Do it in a time of consolation. So you got to find it. You got to find Christ there. You got to have that encounter that is possible anywhere. And then you can, yeah. And then you can make a decision, but yeah, if it's on taste, I, and preference, I think at the end of the day, you kind of have to respect yourself. And if you're forcing something too hard and you're getting really frustrated, Mm -hmm. it's just, you know, absolutely distracting, but you got to push against that a little bit. Your experience does matter, but preference is not king in in that my preference would be to do certain things with the liturgy as opposed to other things but i have to actually say like what is everyone's experience and how am i actually trying to draw them into a a full and richer experience so i would just echo like what father mike is saying that that if you're just if you're just basing it based on one or two experiences it can be really dangerous because then it's like, yeah, I didn't like it because of this and that's something that I value and we're just done. And I've heard that. It's like, we came to your church, you preached on, we heard the word money, you know, and that's all you ever talk about is money. It's like, no, no, no. The other thing is, if you're just basing it on your consumerism, where it's what are the most consumable goods in the church? The beauty of the church, that's a consumable good. The music of the church, that's a consumable yeah, good, and the uh, uh, the preaching, that's a consumable good. Yeah. Um, if you're not also like factoring into their, what are the programs that they have? What are the access like that, that it's going to give my myself or my family to other persons of faith? Like, are there like-minded persons there? Like, could we actually create a groundswell in this parish and start changing it. There's a parish in this diocese where a lot of young families committed to, and it's starting to bear real fruit. And it was not the kind of parish that would bear that kind of fruit 10, 15 years Otherwise, ago. Otherwise, yeah. Yeah, there's something about that commitment. I Yeah, bottom line for me is that discernment. The question should be not do we like this, but does God want us here? Right. You know, and sometimes and that, that's not, you know, that's easier said than done. It's not like God is going to shout at you from the clouds, maybe. But at least that's where the question should be. Does God want us here or want me here? Right. And I it, just I, I have a hard time because I'm not a pastor for one. And I haven't had the experience of like looking for a church to attend regularly. I have I've had assignments. Right. Sure. I like it's a whole different experience from the priest side. I'm here. So I better figure out how to pray this, you know? And I think there's some value to that. Yeah. Like I really have learned to pray in some very different environments and how to 
um, learn the people. Sometimes where I feel like the people are a lot like myself. Other times where I feel like the people are very, very different. And that's been just as powerful an experience, if not better. Mm-hmm. But but awkward, difficult, um, not kind of off-putting. But if you just, I don't know, if you just end up doing it your way, then I think you're missing out on uh, sophistication, a, a kind of um, just a variety of influences mm-hmm. uh, that lead to sophistication. I think you could be missing out on um, opportunities for virtue and growth, which happen more often than not from God presenting us with something that we didn't look for or we, would, we wouldn't lean toward. Right. Um, if we always find something that we like or we lean toward, we're not going to grow. Right. You're always going to get the same thing. You're always looking for the same good. I want it to taste like chicken, burrito, green salsa, whatever. And then at some point, somebody's going to say, well, I I did this because, uh, you know, I had an experience of, of God in this way. And if that's not what you're looking for, that's, you're going to miss out. And I would say, like, I did not want to go to the college I went to. I did not want to go to the Focus Missionary Campus that I got assigned to. I did not want to go to the seminary I eventually went to. I did not want to be a priest of the diocese that I'm in. Like, I I don't know. I mean, I, yeah. I, I mean, I, but I know the reason that, you did it wasn't because you're trying to, you know, do something difficult, you know, push yourself or something. Right. It's because God invited you there and you listen to that. It's not just, you know, following a different kind of prep, like opening your eyes. Oh, there's another road. I'm going to take that. I. It's really got to be that influence of God and discernment sounds so like abstract and ethereal and um yeah elusive unattainable or something sure so what i would say is the the as opposed to just simply discernment you have to say i got to give this a chance yeah i got to give I this like a that. chance and you there's a reason why you're trying something right it's in your neighborhood right it's uh somebody recommended it whatever it is yep you got some reason for being there. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you drove across town to something really strange and it happened to be near your work or something, then I i mean, the most logical thing to me is you find something nearby enough to be convenient to you and your family um, right. as where, a kind of a first step. Where but, you can be known by others. But yeah, that's it. Right. Yeah. And share in the a community. The community is so important. Life. And I think that's a big, big piece that gets lost with the right with that piece about the aesthetics like you're saying if it's just preaching it's just music it's just um beauty beauty uh like of the surroundings or the people Mm -hmm. then you could really miss out on some profound community experience so what i would say is what do you do when you get to that point where it's like i think i think i do need to make a change okay like and it's like i i can't keep trying this same place okay i have a rule with restaurants three times three times and you're done like i'm gonna give you three different chances like i'm gonna try three different things on the menu uh i'm gonna ask you to make recommendations like really you know impress me if it just keeps happening at some point you just got to be like no no yeah now with something like a parish or something like the church 
Because I don't think that it's not just that people are like church shopping. I think sometimes they're like, I'm just going to leave. I'm going to leave the Catholic faith. Oh, really? I think some people when say... they don't like the church. Well, well when they have it, bad is experiences. Too, is it just because they're, they're, they have a very narrow experience? No, they, they actually have know, a really like, bad experience. Only know their local church. They have a bad experience. Right. And then they say they're all like this. Is yes. it like that? You All you ever talk about is money. I hear that constantly. I came to church. It was such and such weekend. You were talking about money. And I said, you came on the one weekend that we preface our whatever with, with the you know state of the parish finances. I don't do that. I took that out of the homily for that very reason. But some people had that experience and said, that's, that's what the church is about. Okay, I came to church and you talked about gays. All you do is bash on gays. It's like it was a three week series where I talked about, you know, sex and marriage and what it what it means. Um, So I would just say, like, you got to give them, you know, the opportunity. And what I would say is you can't do three different experiences of a restaurant like you do at a parish. I would say you got to do three different seasons, Walk three different seasons. Oh, interesting. And then be like, all right, I'm going to do I'm gonna do uh, the end of ordinary time, end of ordinary time, Advent, and Christmas. And if it's just like nothing speaks to me, okay, like what does this mean? And that's when you start considering the move. And oh, well, I like that. I like that there's, that's very like uh, practical, you know, a measure, yeah. measurable. Yeah. Like I'm going to give it a chance and this is what it looks like. But I think you're right. I mean, I, yeah, you can get caught with those, those gripes of like, you know, you just showed up for the one that was really off-putting or right. you, you have a bad day. You have a bad day. You go, something catches you. Yeah. That's, that's not indicative of the, you know, experience you're going to have across a, across a time. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I know the multiple experiences where somebody came to my church for the first time and they had a really bad experience. And they came out and talked to me about it. And they said, I didn't like that. And some of the things I said, you know what? I'm, I'm really sorry about that. That's, that's my bad. Some of it, it was like, yeah, I think you would have that experience everywhere because what you are asking for is not something that I can give. So, sorry. Or it's just ca- Catholic. What you don't like is Catholic, and that's what you're running into. Right. Not our parish. Yeah. Like, you mentioned abortion. They've heard this. You've men- you mentioned abortion in the intercessions. That's really offensive because somebody could have had an abortion. It's like, I'm sorry, you know. Right. Like. Yeah, and we offer healing to everybody who has. Right. But, so, you you know, your ears per- perked up. Yeah. So well, I was. Okay, I, I see, I'm seeing what you're saying, and I like that. Three seasons seems like a long time to me, but it's real. And I think right. it does actually give you a sort of extended uh, experience of the thing. And I would say try to get involved in something because that's where I think a lot of people get connected right. and they get involved in something. And then they realize you know, the parish is more than the priest. Yeah, that's so important. Or the choir director or the or the architect. Yeah. Yeah. If it's just that that uh, encounter, you know, once a week on Sunday and just for the mass, that is the place where people sort of most frequently kind of that's kind of the entree that's like the door um but you got to get plugged in mm-hmm. and i yeah i see that i under i understand the the kind of difficulty of it because you say oh well here's a 
here's a number of things they showed me at the ministry fair. And I'm not sure I want to be. Well, the first, I guess, I guess the first problem is that you got to be there on the weekend of the ministry fair <laughs> to right. know what's like what's happening at the parish. Right. What could you be involved in? Mm-hmm. Or ask, ask people at the coffee and donuts. Yeah. Get over there. Find out what's at the parish. You, you, there's going to be more you don't know is happening than what you've heard of and you do. Mm-hmm. So then you might find something you'd like, wow, yeah, I really am interested in that. Mm-hmm. There's a bowling league. I love bowling. Exactly. Right. Or like, I'm actually really passionate about serving the poor and this parish doesn't seem to do that. It's like, go talk to that person. They they run our sleeping bag drive, our sandwich food line and whatever. It's like, what? You guys do that? You yeah. know? It's like, well, yeah, it's, sometimes you just don't realize it. Yeah. Or like for me, it's like, when does our church look the best? At 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 Christmas. Like because yeah, we have this beautiful beauty, nativity beauty, scene. Man. Yeah, and it's like, well, it doesn't look nice at this other time. Okay, well, it's our parish. We're grateful for, you know, what we have. So um, here's another thing that came to my mind. When I was a kid and I was growing up at St. Thomas More, um, there were a handful of old guys. I don't know if I've told you this before. Probably. There were a handful of old guys who would go to daily mass. And I was really inspired by those old guys at the, at the mass. Hmm. Now, if I was an adult with my, you know, with my druthers, like a young adult, and I, uh, or even had a young family or something, I would look for like, you know, I would go yes. for other young people right. or, you know, people to hang out with all this stuff. But it was those guys who were really inspiring to me. Yeah. And that's the grace that stuck, you know? It's not like fun times. Fun times are great. Uh, but I'm not remembering all those like as if they're some of the most powerful kind of spiritual influences, you know? Those are those are things that God's going to surprise you with. And they often come from things that are rare. And um, so that's just like a plug for be open. I don't want people to just like force it. Yeah, force it too hard. But I... I I'm feeling it, man. I like the three seasons. I I just, I like that idea of and if maybe, it's all about my way, if it's all about my way, then it's all about my preference. And I've boiled the church down to my likes and my my dislikes instead of what's being given at this time in this place with these people. And I think we have the responsibility to care for each other in the parishes that God kind of brings us. If you're not supposed to be at that parish, then say to the Lord, make it apparent. But Yeah. And yeah. I've heard so many stories of, well, we didn't like this priest at first, and then they love him. Or I wasn't sure about this parish or this thing annoyed me or whatever, and then they come to love it. You hear that all the time. Mm-hmm. All, all right. right. So, so that's the... There you go. That's Burger King Catholicism. Burger King, get it your way. Another, another uh, idea for the podcast that I have... Can delete off Evernote now. Well, now I'm trying to think of like the analogy with your going up and asking some expert. Well, what do you like? Maybe that's a ask somebody in the parish. Yeah. Or like, what's good here? Like, if you were going to arrange a meal for me at this parish, what would you say to do? It's like, go to Oktoberfest, like meet this person who's a living saint, um, participate in this event and start going to the Adoration Chapel. 
Like, yeah. You know, but for other stay people, away from the maple donuts. Stay away from the maple donuts with the freaking custard in the middle that tastes like <laughs> snot. I never liked that. All right. Anyway. So, uh, great, great job. Cool, man. Thanks for keeping up with me. Um, I only have one shout out. Uh, it's long overdue. Um, I recently, this last week, uh, decided to clean out my car. Um, and um, in the course of that, I, I found a letter. And uh, is there a date on this? Oh, yeah. 124, 2020. So, uh, yeah, January. Yeah. Uh, so it was in the back of my car for that long. Uh, That's my mom's birthday. Oh, okay. Nancy. Nancy. Rap. <laughs> Very good. That. What's her middle name? Uh, Mildred. Close. Mary. Go on. Dang it. Um, okay. She was Protestant. Wouldn't be Mary. <laughs> Actually, that's her mom's name, who's a good Lutheran. Oh, rats. Okay, go on. Okay, uh, dear fathers, my name is Kathleen McMacken, John McMacken's little sister, the return of the Mac. The return. My brother John introduced me to your podcast, and I love it. I'm a junior at, now a senior at Mississippi State, and listen uh, to them all the time. I am a team member of Mississippi State's Catholic Campus Ministry, CCM for short. Many of us love your podcast. Can you give us a shout out? I know one of you guys is an old Miss fan. None of us are. Uh, I'm a Bama. I'm yeah. a Bama fan. That's Thank right. you. Roll Tide. But I know you'd love Starkville if you came. Uh, Father Nathan, we also have a dairy science program, so we have our own cheese. So here it is. If you guys give us a shout out, can you say quote? To Mississippi State's Catholic Campus Ministry team, with a special shout out to Jessica. Furby, Burby, Jessica Burby rhymes with Furby. Hail Mary, Hail State, or something along those lines. Jessica's an avid fan uh, and uh, listens to your podcast. Thank you, guys. Kathleen McMacken. Well, Kathleen. The reason why I'm so glad that I found this letter is because you remember when we got because that, of that Furby thing. enormous cheese? <laughs> Oh, do you remember when we got that enormous red cheese? Oh yeah, was that it? Yes, was and then it, it said was it wax dipped. Yes. Oh man, and she said, um, "It, it uh, there's a letter that is, accompanies this cheese, and I could never find the letter, and it must have uh, fallen uh, down like uh, in my car, and uh, so, anyways, I totally missed it." Oh, so, Kathleen Mack. So, Thanks for the cheese. So we got we got Thanks some stickers. stickers. Truth be told, cheese is still in my fridge. And this is the reason why. It's it's sealed, so I'm pretty sure it's it's still fine. Uh but the other reason why is cuz like I don't know how to eat that much cheese. I'll, I'll tell you. What? I'll tell you. We we got to get Father John here cuz we could have the the sweetest there's there's this French thing where you put the cheese wheel oh, yeah. like over the burner. Yes. And then you scrape the cheese with a knife or some sort of wand. I uh -huh. think it's like a wooden stick or something yep. onto your piece of bread or yes. something. And so it's not fondue because you're not dipping. Right. That's, that has a particular name to it. I and know. I, and I, I think forget that, too. I think that there's actually a specific kind of cheese you have to get for that. Well, we'll try it. We'll the, try it, though. The big cheese. Anyway, so if you want a Mississippi State, I am going to put this on my Nalgene. I hope that's okay. I don't have a Bama one. Just a shout out to the Nick Saban Catholic Center. I do not have any stickers, and uh, if you if you send me a Bama sticker, I'm going to put it over this Mississippi State sticker, but for now, it's going to be on my now, Gene. And they gave us some face tattoos. 
So Kathleen McMacken, oh, I very much appreciate. Wait, I want to I climb in the face tattoos. What? Okay, so all right. I my only shout out is going to be like a general to all of you um, great campus ministry programs out there. True. I am hearing more and more that these colleges are producing awesome missionary Catholics, like um, just people who are in love with the Lord, who are in love with the experience of the church, the community, and they're just good Catholics. And I'm really proud of that. And I'm happy because there's a lot of trash talk about, you know, universities and all the Catholics lose their faith. And what. Well, there's some great Catholics out there, right. and there's some great, you know, campus ministry supporting that. So, shout out to all of you, especially Cheney. That's right. To uh, Father Jason Johnston uh, at Saint Joseph Catholic Church, and maybe he's still there in Starkville. I'm not going to put the Bama sticker over it. I know that they're upset. Uh, I like it. And to Pete Zelasco, who is a huge Mississippi State fan, so I'm going to send that boy Pete. Send, send him I'll, I'll shout out Pete Zelasco. All right, folks, old friend. I got to go uh, repose the Blessed Sacrament. It's 8.55. I got to be over there by 9 o'clock. This is Catholic Stuff You Should Know. At the at, greatest parish in At the, the greatest, world. most excellent parish on the west side of Arvada, America. Uh, this is Catholic Stuff You Should Know. Check us out on various uh, things. I did leave a review uh, of our podcast on iTunes. You uh, left one? Yep. I gave it three stars. <laughs> I would encourage you to, to find it. Catholic Stuff You Should Know, a J10 initiative. We'll see you later. God bless you, everybody. Peace. I did three stars.